Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, Commanders fans? Welcome into another episode of Believe in Commanders. It's been a minute because it's hurt a whole lot. Thanksgiving was not a lot of fun for this team uh, leading up to it or the night of. We'll talk about that real quick as the Commanders now turn their attention to, oh, an easy one. Oh, wait, never mind. It's the <laughs> Miami Dolphins coming to town. But first, let's check on my guy, AAA, Anthony Armstrong. How are you doing, my friend? What is up, man? I am good. I am good. I'm, I'm, I'm going to switch it up on you because I've been on the Twitter. I've been on the X. And okay. there's a whole mess of, mess of discussion going around and people are questioning if Sam Howell is your quarterback. Should Sam mm. Howell still be your QB? So, like, what if Washington ends up with a top five pick? What do you do in that scenario? I know we have stuff to get to on the show, but I had to get to this one first. Yeah. What do you think, Brian? What do you think? You're sitting at top five pick. You obviously, Caleb Williams is a guy who's out there. Drake May is a guy who's out there. Is there another selection that that Washington should should make, or should they stay with uh, Sam Halleck QB? Look, I, I don't see the quarterbacks lasting past one and two. So if you're not one or two, then no, I don't think you take a quarterback there. I think you take whoever is best available. But if for whatever reason one of those guys falls, I'm, I wouldn't be mad if they took him. Uh, you know, it's okay to, to get better. Sam Howell has shown some glimpses, um, and he's shown some glimpses of not so good. So, uh, you know, it's going to be up to the, the new head coach and the new GM, which I think we both assume uh, will be in place, and new new people making decisions, just put it that way. Yeah. Um, so if they have a preference, then uh, I say go with it. I, I don't want to force feed them a quarterback that they're not happy with, that they don't feel like they can – run what they want to run with and and as much as i've enjoyed sam howe and i think that he could be the the future i i'm 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 okay with getting a quarterback in that top five pick not me no thanks i say okay. you stick with sammy howe stick with sammy howe the guy's done a lot of good things hell he leads the league in passing he's up there in the top two or three spots so he's performing well i went and looked at some stats the commanders are sitting at second worst in the league at allowing 55 sacks throughout the season and for what it's worth i think the numbers kind of went down over the past couple of weeks but 55 sacks the team behind them they got throttled by it was the new york giants have given up 69 sacks on the year the jets are down there as well panthers are down there as well tech to titans and bears so essentially there's your issue you got to keep your guy upright now conveniently on the flip side 14 sacks over there in 14 sacks in kansas city 15 in Buffalo, 18 in Miami. So the good teams don't give up a lot of sacks. I don't think that the quarterback's the issue right now. I think you got to make sure that you go out and secure that O-line. Find a way to secure that O-line. But if you find yourself in a situation where you are up there and play to get one of those quarterbacks, man, I tell you, you better find a way to flip that pick into multiple picks and a player that you like and make the most out of it. Because I don't think you need to go quarterback. There's more issues that you need to pay attention to on this team. Yeah, I agree. I think the the real answer is yes. And you take whoever the best player is that you have available. I think that should be yeah. the case. If you think there's a guy that's better than Sam Howell, take him. If you think that the, the best player available right there is a corner, 
you take him. But I agree with you. I think that uh, this team has so many needs that just just focusing on the quarterback is is not always accurate. One thing I want to push back on, I saw, and I, I know I know the offensive line needs to be better, but I saw a couple of metrics. I wish I had it in front of me, where Washington's offensive line has actually been middle of the pack, which yeah. lets me know that it's a, it might be on either the scheme of the play or the quarterback. So I don't yeah. want to put it all on the offensive line because I don't think it's been all doom and gloom as much as we want to say. This, the numbers look terrible regardless of who's at fault. But I do think that Sam Howe or maybe Eric Bieniemy has been at fault in some of those. The other yeah. thing I'll say with Sam Howe is I hope that he can be a little more, a little steadier. Because for as much as we know that he can put up a three, four touchdown games, he's also had multiple games where he's either had one or zero touchdowns. So if he could kind of get rid of the roller coaster-ness, and maybe that comes with more experience, and maybe I'm kind of nitpicking, but uh, to to go multiple games without throwing a touchdown or throwing uh, one touchdown, I think that's a little tough to see. So that's... You know, I I really think as as much as I feel like this season is lost, I think that that will be what I'm looking for is continued improvement from Sam Howell. Continue like the little things like like I think we said maybe at the beginning of the year, can you put together two or three games where you look solid? Can he do that here with this last month of the season and what looks to be a, a lost season? He's got a tough few games to to try to show out. No doubt. He's got no San doubt. Francisco coming. Dallas is showing up as well. But, I mean, if you want to bet on those games, go over to betonline.ag, folks. That's where uh, we get our uh, our sponsorship from. That's where we get all our bets. That's nine-and-a-half-point spread. Washington uh, is hosting Miami. It was nine-and-a-half last week against Dallas. And they were holding strong for a little bit. And then the dam broke and it went crazy. And, and next thing you know, it's 45 to 10. So uh, nine and a half. Oh, oh, sorry. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Damn it. It broke. Um, nine and a half point spread. You can go over there to betonline.ag. Use our code. Welcome. Uh, welcome bonus. 50% welcome bonus. The code is BLEAV. Use that over there at betonline.ag. Um, Washington playing host. I know you got something to say, but my Mike McDaniel is coming back mm-hmm. to D.C. You Mike worked with him, right? Back. Yeah, he was on that staff that's been getting so much love on social media. And literally every couple of years, they have to flash it up again because there's going to be another person that comes from that picture that ends up being in a top coaching position in this NFL. Oh, yeah. Bobby Slowick's probably next, right? Uh, I mean, he was he was on that staff. I mean, uh, yeah, there are a bunch of good guys. And we're going to continue to see it as these guys have success. It's a very successful tree, whether it's – I guess the Shanahan tree or the Gruden tree or the two trees combined there. Um, but yeah, it is a, definitely a reminder now with uh, Mike McDaniel coming in with his team at eight and three and arguably one of the um, maybe not the best in terms of stats, but it, maybe the most electric offense in the league yeah. by speed measures. Speed for sure. I mean, I think you've seen the stat on every single game they show the uh, the speed of the the fastest plays of the year and one through five are all on offense for mm-hmm. the Dolphins. I mean, Devin Achan, Tyreek Hill, obviously the Cheetah, Jalen Waddles in there, Ray, Raheem Mostert, the old running back. He can still take that thing to the house. So we said it previously. Miami has so much speed that Washington has to pay attention to this. I think, yeah. frankly, this is where gamesmanship comes in play. And, and you just happen to forget to mow the grass this week. Just let yeah. that grass get a little bit longer so that they can slow these guys down. I mean, I don't know. You were probably a baby when this happened. But I remember when, when Matt Leinart, Reggie Bush, and USC went up to Notre Dame and they played up in South Bend. That was the uh, original 
Tush Push. Tush Push, yeah. Yeah, that one. They let that grass grow so long. It didn't work, though. But, hey, you do what you have to do to slow the other team down. So maybe you slow things down up there. Uh, the good folks with uh, yeah. John Deere are the people that mow it. So don't mow you'll, this week. You'll know something's up when Washington wins the toss. And instead of deciding whether they want to kick, defer, receive, they just pick which side. You'll know that, that that's when they they know which side is uh, a little bit longer than the other. Yeah, like y'all start over there. Because, I mean, we already mentioned it here. Look, <clears throat> Miami's only given up 18 sacks. Okay, they get the ball out quickly. They're yeah. about timing. They're about hitting the windows. Um, Tua uh, throws the ball before the receivers are even in those spaces. So you have to just be sound on where you're dropping. You know, you have to. I don't know if you. I don't know if you can really too much read the quarterback's eyes because he's manipulating you. I mean, Tua Tagovailoa has been playing lights out over the past couple of years with Mike McDaniel at the helm. I thought it was going to be a, a, a interesting mesh, but Mike McDaniel has done an amazing job at make, get, making the most out of Tyreek uh, and Tua's relationship. Now, now, initially, you think to go from Patrick Mahomes, a guy who can throw it 85 yards over a mountain, uh, to go to Tua Tagovailoa, who's more accurate but doesn't necessarily have as big of an arm, everybody was like, ah, that's not going to work. Well, this isn't Madden. It isn't Madden. This is real-life right. football. And whenever you're able to manipulate the defense by the zones and knowing where people are supposed to drop, you can throw the ball into some specific windows. It just takes a lot of timing and a lot of trust. So this is going to be a challenge for this defense. I mean, shoot, Ron Rivera is going to get the call to plays now. There should be more pressure. But once again, they only give up 18 sacks. So it's going to be a – I mean, how do you figure you got to play this game, Brian? What do you think they should do? The thing that makes me most nervous is I feel like as much as you have to cover deep shots because you know they're capable of it, you also have to cover, what is it, 53 and a half wide? They yeah. use the entire field. I mean, they got guys running around in the backfield before the play even starts. I'm like, how do you have the gas to still go once he says hut? But, uh, yeah, I, I think you really uh, – I think you just got to stay home. You can't fall for some of the eye candy. I think you got to try to limit the explosive plays. Um, but that being said, it, I mean, how many times have we seen Tyreek Hill catch a, a two yard, you know, slant and then take it to the house? I mean, yeah. they're so dangerous in so many ways. Yeah. Um, but you're right. Ron Rivera is calling the defense. And man, he I don't know if he planned it this way, but this was quite the. Uh, quite the the game to pick to be the defensive coordinator and i wonder if he really was like maybe i should have given jack del rio one more week uh but uh, yeah it's going to be a tough matchup i i really think and and this sounds like a cliche but i really think that the offense needs to be the defense's best friend i think they need to make those drives as long as possible we've seen washington hold the ball um but the, they they know they need to score i mean that's a given but hold the ball as long as possible extend those drives i mean even in the first quarter don't snap the ball until there's what 10 seconds left on the play clock i mean really you gotta take some air out of the ball and try to throw off that rhythm because i feel like the dolphins are largely based on rhythm if you can get them out of a rhythm Maybe you can shake them up a little bit to, at the start of the game, throw them off their plan a little bit. But yeah. you got to do something that 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 they're not used to. Otherwise, this is this could be a track meet, and and Washington could be on the wrong end of it real quick. You know, but you're going to have options. You're going to have the ability to to make some plays against this team. I mean, they have some stellar cornerbacks. Jalen Ramsey is a name that comes out, and he's been flashing 
as of late. And then on the other side, you have Xavier Howard, one of the best corners in zone. He's really good at what he does. So those other matchups, uh, uh, Curtis Samuel, whoever's going to be in the slot, maybe a Logan Thomas, what are they going to be able to do? Um, one one player you don't have to worry about, unfortunately, Jalen Phillips was out. Uh, he had an Achilles, I want to say it was. So they lose a pass rusher, but you still have Bradley Chubb. All right? So they well, still – and did you see who they signed? Jason Pierre-Paul, a guy who knows uh, what he's doing and has probably just been waiting for December to, to sign with a team. So basically, uh, su surprise. <laughs> basically, basically. I mean, I'm pulling up Miami's defensive statistics right here. I think that you're going to have a chance to do something against them. I um, agree. But they, they just they score so stinking fast. Yeah. And it makes it very difficult. But you're looking at a defense that has 38 sacks on the year. Okay, so they are going to be able to get to the quarterback. They are they're stingy uh, with the passing yards, only giving up twenty three hundred or so. Uh, so you're just going to have to you know be careful with the football. I mean, they've given up a lot of first downs. One hundred eighteen first downs uh, are out there, so you can drive the ball. Uh, but I mean, hey, they can they can score in seconds. And what I what I get worried about is. Is Mike is is Mike McDaniel going to walk in with a little chip on his shoulder? Uh, revenge game number two, first time back in DC right. as a head coach. Um, I wanna I wanna you know kick y'all's ass a little bit for my man Kyle Shanahan for how you did him. Like you know what I'm saying? Are you walking in with that type of a revenge factor? Because I can tell you this: whenever I came back uh, with Cleveland, it was just in the preseason. I wanted to go off. And that was just preseason. So uh, I wonder if Mike's going to be walking in with a little chip on his shoulder. You think he throws a a, a reverse or a, a deep shot to start the game or something? 100%. I, I, I would not be surprised. Yeah. If there's like some sort of a double reverse pass, uh, throw that thing. Tyreek throws it. To back to two or something. I wouldn't be surprised if there's going to be something crazy. You know, because I mean, honestly, Mike is, he went to Yale and he's probably one of, if not the smartest court, uh, coaches in the league. I mean, I'm just assuming, you know, right? And he seems to be a step ahead, of, like just in his conversation. He's like, he knows where the conversation's even going. So I can only mm -hmm. imagine what it's like when he's game planning for what yeah. he does for a living. Yeah, and that's exactly what I was getting to. Because if, if, if I'm looking at the tape, He's going to look and say, well, if Saquon Barkley can win on a wheel route out of the backfield, I got two running backs that can win on wheel routes out of the backfield. So linebackers, be ready. You're going to get a wheel route from Raheem Mostert and, and Devon a Devin A-Chain. Okay, that's happening. That's going to happen. So, hey, this is, this is just going to be a challenge. This is going to be ultimate challenge. How do you slow these guys down? Are you going to be able to stop them? What they fit? Let me ask you this because I'm I'm expecting doom and gloom. Um, we didn't really talk last week, and it's probably for the best because it would have ruined my my trip. But uh, I kind of expected that, and I'm kind of expecting a track meet for the Dolphins, similar score to what we saw on Thanksgiving for the Commanders. Bet Online has Tyreek Hills over under receiving yards. What do you what do you think it's set at? Unless you've seen it already, I haven't looked. Um, it's easily over 100. I'm gonna for whatever reason one like one. 25 let's say over under 125 i i don't know if bet online is trying to give away free money but it's it's only set at 101 mm, take the over I, you said it. i mean i i mean unless the unless he hits like a, a, a 40 yard play and a 50 yard play and then they're up 24 nothing and they they back off i don't <laughs> see how he doesn't go over that in the first half you know that for what it's worth, you have gotten some good games from Kendall Fuller. There have True. been some games where Tyreek has been slowed down, but the dude is, is playing special. Between him and Jalen Waddle, they account for 2,000 yards 
2,000 yards, 1,300 by one guy, 700 by the other guy. Um, I mean, that that surpasses what you got going on um, in Washington, right? So uh, with multiple guys spread around, but the difference, here's the difference, is that Washington spends a lot of time, they spend a lot of time behind the sticks. You can't go mm-hmm. pick up third and 25 every time, right? right? You don't have a lot of plays for that. Um, but whenever you're uh, cooking and burning like Miami is, you're getting a whole bunch of yards, especially when they don't have to throw it that far down the field to make it happen. And and Tyreek, I think, said before the season that he was looking to go over 2,000 and yeah. 700 yards in what? What do, what do they probably have, five games left? Something it like it that. wouldn't surprise me. Um, but, yeah, you're, I mean, this is – now, Commanders, I mean, you've been punched in the face two weeks in a row. You've kind of been the laughing stock. Your defensive coordinator was the scapegoat. Do you step up for your coach here? I mean, this is a mm. big opportunity for the Commanders. What do you what do you think of Ron Rivera? Is is he the difference? Can he can he motivate them to pull off this upset? I think you're kind of I think you're kind of hoping for nerves or for for pride to take over here because as we're saying that the stats and the, the the sheets and the X's and O's, I know that's not where you play the game, but a lot of it is pointing in the other direction. Can you man up and can you can you put an end to this bleeding right here because you desperately need it? Because at you the really end of the do. day, look, look at the end of the day, uh, a, a, a team with a losing record is probably going to win the NFC South. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, Washington's still alive in this. I mean, the the Rams I think are in a playoff spot right now at five and six or at least close to it. You're four and eight. I know it doesn't look like it, but you still have a shot. Are you going to play like that, or are you playing like the season's over? And I think it, it starts this Sunday. Yeah, I mean, you know, one side of it is like, hey, I don't want them to make the playoffs just because of the fact that it's like I right. don't have to deal with all that mess. I would much rather them to to get done with the season, cut ties, and keep that thing moving. Uh, but you talk about in the hunt on the NFC side, uh, right on that bubble, they even have. I mean, they have the Bears are in there. Or we're right. You know, the commanders are just behind the Bears in that Arizona, Carolina. There's some teams that are there, uh, but ways out of the way. I mean, you got the Rams, the Packers, you know, the Saints. Those teams are, are further ahead. But, yeah, the commanders could do something with this. But, honestly, with this murderer's row that's coming up at the end, and it's, yeah. a, and it's a big reunion uh, type of game because, really, you got this game here. They got a bye week, thankfully. They've been waiting for that game all year. Then you have Sean McVay uh, gets to play against his former team, but it's out there in L.A., um, then you get uh, Robert Sala and the Jets. and Potentially Aaron Rodgers. Right. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. If, if, if Aaron Rodgers shows up for that game, I I don't even know what I would do. That that would be just absolutely amazing to come back that quick. I think it's too fast. But after that, you got week 17. Here comes Kyle Shanahan and crew. And then you finish up with Dallas in week 18. I, I, I've prided ourselves in not being a doom and gloom show. And you've always told me that there's, there's good to come from losses and there's, there's stuff to work on, even in a big win. I don't, I legitimately, especially if Aaron Rodgers somehow finds his way on the, I don't see another win on this, on this schedule. And I don't feel like I'm being doom and gloom. I feel like I'm just being a realist. I don't know how you feel, but that's how that. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough. When you just looking on paper, I look at those teams. I'm like, Hmm. Yeah, at least, I, and I, I would say if, if I get a, I know Zach Wilson won't be the starter, so I would say the the game against the Jets is one where you're like, hey, get yourself a little Christmas miracle, right? Go into Tim Christmas Boyle with a still, win, yeah, yeah, right. So you should be able to beat a Tim Boyle, but you already had issues with uh, little, uh Mr. Devito there, um, and then you got you know the Rams, yeah, right, um, and they've got some savvy receivers, an old vet at QB, you know, uh, shoot Stafford or whatnot, so. That could be a game. I mean, Those are the two games that you could get something. 
and and honestly, the one that that might be the most gettable, honestly, is if Dallas has wrapped everything up week eighteen and mm-hmm. they're starting a Cooper Rush or even a Trey Lance. Like, yeah. can you get them in a meaningless game, sort of like last year? I mean, it just. I think a top five pick is more in play than we realize. I mean, yeah. it was like, okay, they're moving into the top 10. Then the Bears won on Monday night, and you're like, okay. I, I don't think they're going to catch up or fall back to the the Patriots or the the uh, the Cardinals. Yeah. Um, but top five is certainly in within striking distance, which yeah. – which which is is got to be a lot of fun, and I, I've seen reports that that are saying that Washington is a interesting job for for coaches and GMs. Uh, you know, five picks yeah. in the top one hundred ish, ninety million to spend, potentially yeah. a young quarterback that that you New like ownership group. Yeah, I mean, it, it could be really exciting. As much as we've hated to say, here comes the off season. It's always entertaining with this team. This could be entertaining in the right ways. Yeah, you know, and I just. I mean, whatever it's going to be, there is going to have to either be. I, I'm I'm a fan of Eric Bieniemy and him getting an opportunity, um, but I feel like if he's not the head coach, and I don't think they can really keep him in the building. To, if I'm being real, I think you're going to have to turn the page all the way around. But yeah. with all of that said, with all of that said, when is the last time that you have heard in national media that that's that this job has been a a desired location? You have mm-hmm. not heard that when Ron Rivera took the job. People did not want to be there. They said it. They did not want to go as long as Dan Snyder was the owner. Okay, right. so uh, this is the last time I'll say it. But don't stop dragging the man through the mud. All right, stop yeah. dragging Ron Rivera through the mud. Nobody wanted the job. He took it, and sure there wasn't there weren't any wins. But I don't think that uh, you were going to get a lot of wins from any other coach that, that came in. All right, so you got you're, you're we're a few months into a whole new relationship. Not even yeah. six months. Not even six months yet. All right. Yeah. Let these new folks do their thing. As much as I think that the writing is on the wall and, you know, I think it could make sense to move on from Ron. I think that is Josh Harris's way of saying, you know what, as a fan of the team, thank you. Thank you for, for guiding us through these last three years, because I think you're literally the only person, like you said, that was willing to do that and could battle cancer and could deal with a name change and could deal with all the allegations and deal with a b c d i think you're the only guy that could have done that so thank you so yeah i hope this last month we can kind of celebrate ron a little bit not dogpile on him i know it hasn't turned out quite the way anybody wanted it to be but uh, i have to at the end of the day tip my cap to ron and wish him well because i think he stabilized this team he could have very easily made it worse i think he very easily could have run it even more into the ground and somehow they're going to come out of this looking way better than they did in, in 2020, yeah. sh- three short years ago. Yeah, you're in a much better position. I mean, like you said, all the things, the, the players that are under contract, the type of players that are under contract, that are leaders inside of that locker room, the money to spend, the, the, the draft picks. And I mean, you're sitting in a good spot. But I, I, I want to think one thing. Number one, GM of the year got to be Ryan Poles. He he's flipped that number one overall pick. He got a lineman and he's about yeah. to be. Up at top, up at the top of the draft again. Uh, so he's doing an, an amazing job. But that, that brings me to another thing as we talk about Ron Rivera. There was another coach fired just a few days ago. Frank Reich out in in Carolina. He ain't finished the year, y'all. He didn't mm. finish the season, and he's owed a good chunk of money out of that four year contract. That's crazy. David Te- David Tepper is nowhere near 
Dan Snyder, but it's just nice to know that we don't have to deal with someone like that. That's all I'll say about that. I mean, that is an absolute mess. I think if you gave him a truth serum, they would tell you they made the wrong choice at the most important position in yeah. sports. And Frank Reich is the guy that's having to pay for it. And yeah. man, that, is, that is ugly. He ain't paying for nothing. He getting that money. That's true. That's true. He's, <laughs> he's pulled, he pulled the Jimbo Fisher. He woke up uh, with a whole bunch of money in his bank account. He didn't have to go to work the next day. Seriously. I mean, it, they, they did. There was a report that came out. David Tepper said that everybody was, he wanted CJ Stroud, but the, everybody else said Bryce Young and they went that direction anyways. And now that's a 30 some odd million dollar mistake uh, at the coaching side. I mean, you should have kept Steve Wilkes. He had turned the team around. That's the type of thing. See that? See how Steve Wilkes had Carolina it like looking like something at the end of the year after like 11 teen quarterback changes, but then you, you then you fire him, and then you hire somebody else, and then you fire him, and it costs you so much more. That's that that yeah. that that doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make no. sense to me. So how you finish the year matters. You know, I don't think it's going to save Ron Rivera job, but it just blows my mind that. You're so up in arms about paying players, giving them money, guaranteed money, yet you're willing to fire a coach just a couple couple of games into their their contract, right. and uh, you got to go. So back to back years firing a coach too. They fired Matt Rule in season last year. So yeah, still yeah, paying him. Bad. Yep, man. There's more money. There's more money on the books for former coaches. Uh, in Carolina right now uh, than anything else. But, hey, man, that's all I got for you, and that's all Brian has. We're all done. But coming up this week, you know, like I said, we've got Miami headed up to FedEx Field, okay? You want to see if these guys are going to play with some fight, if they're going to scratch, claw. What are they going to do? But uh, I know that conversation has been going on Twitter, so let us know on Twitter. Believe Commanders, we want to know what should Washington do? if they're in that top five pick. Everybody else has been talking about as well. I say leave the quarterback mess around. You got money and picks and draft capital that you can move into position and uh, and to really bolster this roster and build it around Sam Howe. Yeah, and I, I think if you like the guy that's there, take him. But uh, the, the good thing is that the Washington's going to have options and they're going to have uh, a new new voice in the building making those decisions, which is that, that means exciting times are on their way. Yes, it does. Use our code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, at betonline.ag. Get that welcome bonus and listen to us on all your favorite streaming platforms, folks, here at XM Stadium. And check us out on one of your newest Reach TV, The Game Plan, y'all. You see our faces on there, talking ball, leading us into this game uh, this upcoming Sunday. So for Brian Murphy, I'm Anthony Armstrong. This has been another episode of Believe in Commanders. We'll see you guys on the next one. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.